Let's turn to the word of the Lord, Job 33 and verse 15. Job 33 and verse 15. Are you ready? Let's read. He speaks in dreams, in visions of the night, when deep sleep falls on people as they lie in their beds. Proverbs 13, 12. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a dream fulfilled is a tree of life. I want you to know that God will never disappoint you. God will never disappoint you. But he will always come through for you. Amen. He says, I know the plans I have for you, saith the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Amen. Come on, your, 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 your future is covered in him. In Jesus' name. No need to worry. Hallelujah. You may be seated in the presence of God. And as you sit, I want to ask you a question. I hope you can answer this question. What is the question? Help me. The question is, how many of you have ever dreamt in your life? 1, 2, 15, 25. Okay. okay, how many of you dreamt last night? Many. You guys are dreamers, eh? How many of you have, ne- have, have not dreamt even once for a whole year? The other services, we had people lift their hands. Are you afraid? I'll tell you. I, I asked those near them to take the contact and give it to the pastor so that we can walk with them and counsel them because we felt that they are lacking something. But uh, since this service looks like it's in order, bonus if you are sana. But we'll find out by the time we get to the end. Jesus is Lord. So people have all kinds of dreams. All kinds of dreams. Some people have dreams. Have you ever had a dream that you're flying? No, some of you are just flying. Let me tell you, it's not bad. It's our nature. We don't crawl. We no longer crawl. We don't have a nature that crawls in the dirt. We are the beautiful butterfly. We have moved from that to, to, to the... To the to the butterfly that just, you know, uh, you know, and I'm using that because it, it is a type in the word of God. That we have received a nature that lifts us up. Hallelujah. The spirit that raises up. Hallelujah. So keep flying, those of you who are dreaming such dreams. That some of you also dream about, dream dreams about, uh, uh, what is it? You know, you're, you're, you're crying. You know, you, have you ever had somebody cry in a dream? What do you feel like? Crying with them? No, interceding. Have you ever heard of somebody have a dream and in their dream, they are screaming? Uh-huh, kids do that. What does it mean? They are scared. But if an adult screams at night, my friend, there's a horror movie somewhere. You know? And, and, and you know, whatever, whatever your dream is, I want you to know, not all dreams are bad. But we have bad dreams and I'll give you one reason why we have bad dreams. Uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 5 verse 3 says, Bad dreams come from too many worries. From too many? Now who wrote Ecclesiastes, the book? Solomon. Why do you think he had every reason to write that? Because he, wor- he worried a lot. He worried a lot. My friend, if you marry 700 wives, you will worry whether you like it or not. And on top of that, he added 300 porcupines. I mean concubines. <laughs> I said it on purpose. 
You see, though, they were poking his spine. <laughs> Man, that guy couldn't sleep. When he slept, he dreamed serious dreams. You know, let me tell you, don't do that. Tell your neighbor, don't do that. Tell them one is enough. Hallelujah. All the heart you have is for one woman. You can never handle two. Amen. Jesus is Lord. The average person has three to five dreams per night. This I, I searched and I looked at that. And some of them up to seven. However, most dreams are immediately or quickly forgotten after they are dreamt. So let me just tell you something. People will forget their dreams. Some of you dreamt last night, but you can't even remember your dreams. Why? You've already forgotten them. That's a reality. See, on the other hand, you just need to know that there are some God, some good God-inspired dreams. That's what I pray for you. What is a dream? A series of thoughts. This is just a simple definition. Images and sensations occurring in a person's mind during sleep. That separates it from vision. Vision, you're awake. Dreams, you're asleep. Other similar words. Vision for dream. Vision. Hope. You have a hope. You know, it's not deferred. Plan. Intention. Desire. Come on, we all have desires. There are 21 dreams in the Bible. Ten of these are in, the, in Genesis. And one is in Judges. One is in the book of Kings. And then three are in the book of Daniel. And the rest, six of them, are in the book of Matthew. That's amazing. Dreams matter sometimes. Not all the time. You know? And the six of these dreams, out of the 21 dreams, were dreamt by kings. Bimelech, Pharaoh, Nebuchadnezzar, and the like. You know? And I was sharing some dreams uh, in, in the previous service, but I won't share them. I just want to share one. And I, I think you need it in this service. When you, know, you, know, you know that dream is from God. When God visits your enemies with a dream. Gideon had been told, I'm going to give you the Midianites. I'm going to destroy them. And then he just decided, let's go and spy on the Midians. He came to their camp. And he found a man explaining and saying, last night I had a dream. And in this dream, there was a barley loaf. And it was, of course, it's round. And it rolled all the way and, and smashed the tents in the median camp. It's flat. Hey! Men. And then there came an interpretation. That's the dreamer who said. Then an interpreter said, that must be the sword of Gideon and the Lord. <laughs> Let me tell you, pray that your enemy will receive dreams. Hallelujah. Isn't that wonderful when your enemy is receiving dreams? You don't even have to fight them. They've already surrendered. Hallelujah. You, you missed a place to clap. Anyway, today's message is on discovering the key to God's dream for the nations. Discovering the key to God's dreams for the nations. There are two dreams that I chose to, to cover here. Two dreams dreamt by two kings of a period of time. I mean, very different period of time. Uh, that will give us a vital key to unlock God's dream for the nations. Because God has a dream. God has a vision. God has a desire for the nations. The people in every nation, over every nation of the world. And this is important that we understand that. The first dream is, is Pharaoh's dream. first dream is Pharaoh's dream. It's found and located in Genesis chapter 41, verse 1 to 7. I use the CSB 
a version, so it really doesn't matter because you're not going to read it. I'm going to summarize what that dream was all about to save time. This is what he said. Seven healthy pharaohs by the Nile, and he saw this dream. He was there, he saw it. And he said, I, I saw seven healthy-looking, well-fed cows from the Nile grazing among the reeds that, that, uh, uh, that were eating, that were eating around, among the reeds. And then he says, and they were eaten up by seven other cows, sickly and thin, from the Nile. Very simple. Seven fat eat seven thin cows. Then he slept and he dreamt again. What did he dream? Seven heads of grain. Everybody say grain. Aha. Uh -huh. Stocks of grain. Plump and good. Came up on one stalk and after them seven other heads of grain. Thin and scorched by the east wind. Came up and then they swallowed up the seven plump ones. And then Pharaoh got up. Very simple. Even the dream is explained. And he said, when, 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 when um, Joseph expla explained this dream, he said, they are just those seven cows and those seven ears of corn are seven years. So you have seven years of plenty, then you'll have seven years of scarcity. So prepare well. Then there's a second dream by Nebuchadnezzar. This dream is in, located in Daniel chapter 2 verse 1 to verse 3. I use the NLT for giving you a summary of this dream. He says, the king saw a huge, this is Nebuchadnezzar. He saw a huge shining statue of a man. It was a frightening sight. The head of the statue was made of fine gold. Its chest and arms were silver. Its belly and thighs were bronze. Its legs were of iron. Its feet were a combination of iron baked with clay. Now, there's something about both these dreams. The first one is that both of them, Daniel chapter, one, chapter 2, verse 1, and also um, Genesis chapter 41, verse 1, the, both of them start with this. Daniel, for Daniel says, uh, after the king Nebuchadnezzar had reigned for two years. Then the one for Pharaoh started this way. Pharaoh says, uh, and, uh, you know, uh, after, after two years... Pharaoh had a dream. The two years basically were after he had restored the, 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 not the baker, the butler back because he had a birthday and he restored them during that time. So two years later after, after Joseph had interpreted the dream for the baker and the butler, two years later Pharaoh had a dream. So, I mean, they're so similar in so many ways. And I'll give you a few similarities before I give you the key that we need to get right here. Amen. So, please know that both dreams were given, they were from God and were given to one of the most powerful kings that ever lived. Pharaoh was one of the greatest kings that ever lived in, in, this, in this earth. Then there was another king, the king of Babylon, Nebuchadnezzar, was an awesome, powerful king, great king. All were feared and respected. Both were very powerful. Both could not understand the dream after they had the dream. They were troubled and, God's, and, and they, they all sought the help of God to interpret those dreams, to know what those dreams were. You know, and they summoned, in fact, worse still is that the second dream, the, second, the dream that Pharaoh had of the statue, he actually, according to the words that I gave you about dreams that many people forget, they dream three to five and maybe even seven dreams, but majority forget those dreams by the time they wake up. Pharaoh forgot his dreams. He couldn't remember even one of them. 
Okay, I mean, he, it had one. He couldn't remember the dream. It was, Pharaoh, I mean, not Pharaoh, Nebuchadnezzar. Pharaoh had two dreams, but he had one dream, Nebuchadnezzar. So he couldn't remember. He forgot. So imagine he tells the astrologers and he brings, he wants help. He wants it interpreted. He calls all of them and he says, if you don't give me the, the dream, number one, then give me the interpretation, the meaning of this dream. Then I am telling you, all you astrologers, all of you magicians, all of you wise men of my kingdom, you will all be cut limb by limb and you, all your houses will be burnt with fire. You will be destroyed. Woo! That's serious. This king is no jokes. You know, but not watch here. The astrologers answered him. In Daniel chapter 2, verse, verse 10 to 11, they said, the astrologers and the king, they said, there is no one on earth who can, who can do what the king asks. It's too difficult. No one can reveal it to the king except, except the gods, small g's. The gods. I mean, these are gods beyond us. <laughs> the gods. He says, and they do not even live among humans. Man, they can't, they're saying basically we are done. You see, notice by the time, by this time, the sentence, because nobody came forward, the sentence of death has been pronounced over all these wise men, magicians. They, in fact, Ariot, the commander coming from the king's court, was already appearing before Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, or into bed you go, and, uh, and found them ready and was about to kill them until... Daniel pleaded and said, wait a minute. Why is the king so rash? Why can't he give us a little time? And guess what happened? He was taken into the presence of the king. And the king allowed for a little time. I don't think we have much time. You know, we don't have much time. We have a little time. And as I speak, you'll begin to understand this. Why? Because even when you see where we are at right now, it's amazing in the history of the world. It's amazing. You know, uh, that, that we are right in the, in the place where, you know, prophecy is about to be fulfilled for these end times. Those times are actually called, in the book of Daniel, the times of the Gentiles. That's the time when the Gentile rulers took over. They took over leadership. And, 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 and that's a time, it's, it's, it's there for a time. But guess what happened? You know, when you see all these, uh, when you see all these uh, uh, things happening, it's telling us uh, that really our time is so little, we have to do something. That's why the king was so urgent, both kings, on having that dream interpreted. So no, notice, first of all, the one for, for Joseph, for the, that Joseph interpreted. Thank God that he stepped forward and interpreted that dream. God had already given him a, a dream in Genesis 37, and he had two dreams. One, sun, moon, and star bowing to him. Those are all his family, father, mother, and 11 brothers. And then he also had another one. In fact, the first one was his stock of grain, you know, was standing in the middle. And the 11 stocks were around of grain were surrounding him. And they all bowed. The 11 bowed. He's saying all the brothers will bow before him. That became true. You know, your dreams can give you problems. They gave Joseph problems and sent him to Egypt. And he went into Potiphar's and he was accused and he was put into prison. But right there, let me tell you, when you love God and you're faithful to God, you, you know, no matter where you go, you will still carry a dream. And so he lands there, and when he lands there, what happens? Come on, you don't have to be destroyed by times and seasons. But when he got there, what happened? He interpreted the dream in the prison for those two, the butler and the... And then what? 
And then, okay, what does the butler, uh, no, not the butler, the baker do? The baker takes the grain, crushes it, and makes bread for the king and serves the king. Well, in three days, he was executed. As if to say, Joseph was stepping in because immediately after, Joseph was called into the presence of the king. Joseph, a type of Christ, was stepping into the presence of authority and power, and he came to, with a solution to the problem of the world, of the day, of the king and his people and the world at large. And he came and he explained the dream, and Pharaoh said, who else can we turn to? You, do, you fix this situation. And you know what he did? He supplied bread. For those seven years, they ate bread. You know, because there was plenty. After seven years of scarcity, they still ate bread. And we were never told that they ever ran out of bread in, in Egypt. Because the systems have been put into place. You know, the kind of bread the baker was given, probably he would have to go and bake another one. But I'm telling you, the bread that, uh, it was bread that had to be baked. But the bread that uh, Joseph was serving, uh, you know, uh, prophetically, that bread represented Christ himself, the bread of life. Because the Bible says in John chapter 12, verse 24, except a corn of wheat, wheat fall into the ground and die, it abides alone. But if it die, it produces much fruit. What are we talking about? Jesus said, whoever eats the bread that I give shall live forever and ever. Hallelujah. There is a bread that is about to be served. And that is what saved. Saved a whole nation from starvation. And you know, you know what also? The Bible says that there was nobody who could lift his hand against, uh, against Joseph. Why? Because Joseph is also a type of Christ in the authority that he had. In the rulership that he was given. And what do you say? They said nobody. And his name was only second to Pharaoh. He was the authority even over Egypt and the rest of the world. So what does the Bible say in Philippians chapter 2? And God gave him a name. Through the things he suffered, God gave Jesus a name that is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God. Shout Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It has to do with those two things. It either has to do with bread or it either has to do with who you submit to in authority and in leadership. This is what the world is, this is what controls the world today. There's a real message here. God will give the nations real food and he'll also give the nations real, a real king. Hallelujah. Amen. See, while we're watching, there was a, an explanation. All these kingdoms, all these kings, guess what they were? All these kingdoms and all these kings, here they were. What were they doing? You know, all these kingdoms and all these kings, coming from Babylon, going to the next. The head of gold represented Babylon. Powerful. But then watch this. God was telling him, there is another kingdom coming, and that kingdom will be a kingdom of silver. And he says, that it will be a kingdom, a kingdom uh, a kingdom of, uh, of, 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 of silver representing, who was this? Rep representing, um, who? Yeah, Medo Persia. Representing Medo Persia, uh, or, or Pas the Persian kingdom, under the rule of Cyrus the king. And Cyrus the king was a great king, but what did he do? He was the one. Remember, Babylon took captive all of the. 
of the, of the, of the, of the Israelites. Okay? And now, another king comes. The second kingdom from that prophesied, from that dream, is the Medo-Persia. And Persia, great kingdom, came over, that's represented by silver. And they took back. Hallelujah. Remember Nehemiah, Ezra? Took them back to their land. Hallelujah. God is, is restoring things that must be restored. Then another kingdom comes. The belly and the, and the thighs were made of what? They were made of bronze or brass. And that is the Grecian kingdom. And that kingdom was, came on under the, uh, Alexander the Great. A mighty man who conquered everything who could conquer. Nothing. There's nothing he could not face. And, and then after that came a weaker kingdom. And it was a, it, it was a kingdom where the, the, the toes and the left feet are mixed with what? With iron and, 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 and clay, baked clay. What does, that, what does that mean? It was a weaker kingdom. Please note that there is a deterioration that is taking place just watching the kingdoms that are prophesied in these end times. The kingdom of the Gentile, the Gentile times. These kingdoms are by worldly leaders. This is what is happening. As you look, it started with gold and now it's gone to silver and then it goes to bronze. Now we are talking about iron mixed with clay. Weak kingdoms. Confederations that are making place. Democracy and an imperial government trying to, to form and strengthen themselves. Look at what is happening with Russia and other nations and China. You know, there are only a few nations connecting. Why? Because they want to survive. They want to rule. They want the power to rule and to determine everything. You know, who eats what, who doesn't eat, who has what, who doesn't. Have. Let me tell you, look at all the, the nations of the world. Every nation is seeking. The United Nations are hardly united. They become weaker and weaker and weaker. Oh, that's just to tell you. Oh, it has to give way because there's a king that must come. There's a kingdom that we must embrace whose king never weakens. Whose king, hallelujah, he supplies everything that we need. His food will never run out. And of his kingdom, there shall be no end. You missed a place to shout and give God glory. That's a kingdom of He's Christ and our God. And I want to say this, Daniel chapter 2 verse 34, because this is what, this is what Daniel said to the king. He says, while you were watching, a rock was cut out, this great statue. A rock was cut out, but not by human hands. It struck the statue on its feet of iron and clay and smashed them. I like it. Just violent smashing. We need to violently destroy everything that is against the rule of Christ. The rule of the rule, the, 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 the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. It says, but the rock, that rock, that rock is Jesus. Came in, born in. Oh, the rock, the, 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 the cornerstone that was rejected. Oh, I placed in Zion a cornerstone. Oh, it just came like a rock. But let me tell you, now it's becoming a... Listen, listen to this verse, verse 35. It says that, but that rock, everyone says, that rock, shout Jesus, struck the statue. Okay? That struck the statue, became a huge mountain and filled the whole earth. Come on, there's a reason why I'm telling you this. How are these? What use is a dream that is not interpreted? It's useless. So, what is the key here? Here is interpretation. Here, Joseph, somebody had to interpret the dream of God. There, in those days, in Pharaoh's days, there was a Joseph. But in Nebuchadnezzar's day, there was a Daniel. 
And don't look at me like that. You and I have the same spirit they had. Hallelujah. Hey, because it says that we have the same spirit. Luke chapter 18 and verse 10 says, Jesus said, the knowledge of the secret of the kingdom of God has been given to you. But two others are speaking parables. They cannot understand. We have the spirit of God and the spirit of God will quicken us and give us understanding. If you are a child of God, we are sons and daughters of God. This is what God wants us to do. With sons and he wants sons and daughters who will go into the world and give the dream of their father that and explain the dream that the father has given them so that the kingdoms of this world will become the kingdoms of our God and his Christ. Shout amen. Amen. Is it any wonder that this this it actually ends? You know, it says here, you it actually ends with this scripture. Those who are wise, Daniel chapter 12, those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heaven and those who, who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Amen? Hallelujah! Like Joseph and Daniel, we must interpret the dream of God to the nations of people around us. In our neighborhoods, in our workplace. In our workplace, in our schools, in every place. Come on, young people. We can do it. Clubbers, city lights. We're talking th Thursday. Come on. We are beginning to see God do something. We've got to interpret that dream to every young person, to every aged person, to everything that moves. Why? Because in Him we live and have our being. And wherever we have that being, we must interpret the life and the purpose and the plan and the vision of God so that people may turn to Him. Amen? Three things must happen for God's dream to be, for God's, for, for God's dream for the nations to be fulfilled. The first one is the gospel must be preached. Everybody say God, the gospel must be preached. That speaks about the necessity of the gospel. It must be preached. There's no other way. This dream, somebody has to proclaim. Somebody has to interpret it. How do you interpret something without preaching it? Without speaking about it? Without telling about it? The word actually means to preach. Here we're talking the other words used is to proclaim it. Proclaim the dream. Publish the dream. Tell the dream. Why? If we, interpret, if we interpret it, so many will understand its worth and its necessity. And we'll come to the truth. COVID for so two years, more than two years, COVID had shut our mouth that we cannot speak. It has separated and social distanced us so that we don't even have the freedom to, to get to people, close to people, and tell them this dream. Oh, but I'm here to tell you, COVID has had to bow because Jesus is greater than COVID. Hallelujah. But I want you to know something. Even in these times, no matter, just like, like Joseph and even as Daniel, they were, in a, they were interpreting a dream. They were not having everything super calm, Lord, beautiful and wonderful and excellent. No, they were in exile. Oh, in Babylon and in Egypt, they were in exile. They, was, they were not there given the best of life possible. But I want to tell you, you and I, we don't have to wait until everything is good and everything is working. Come on. We've got to be like Daniel and Joseph and interpret the dream so that many will live. Amen. Hallelujah. See, Jesus took the time to interpret the dream of his father to Nicodemus in John chapter 3, verse 3. What did he say? Verily, I tell you, Nicodemus, you're about 50 years of age, if not more. But if, you, if, if a man is not born again, he shall never, unless a man, unless, that means it's a must. 
unless a man is born again, he will never enter the kingdom of heaven. My friend, if you and I understand that, we cannot take it lightly that it is a necessity that people hear the gospel. Jesus said, I must needs go to a certain place. Why? There is a woman. And he reached that woman. Let me tell you, when they, when, when they were looking for Jesus, the parents said, hey, I'm about my father's business. I believe it's time we get about the father's business because his business is about people and winning people and getting his dream to bring transformation to people's lives. Amen! Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus is Lord. But how are they going to receive it unless somebody is sent? You know, God saved us with a purpose. This, the gospel of this kingdom shall be preached in all the world before the end will come. Paul said, as I finish this point, 1 Corinthians 9.16b, I'm compelled to preach. Woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. Wow. May we say what to ourselves if we do not interpret this gospel to someone. Good news must be had. But for people to hear, there must be an interpreter. Secondly, the gospel must be on time. The gospel must be on time. Everybody say on time. What are we talking about? Time. What does that mean? The urgency of the gospel. There's urgency. We can't treat it lightly. See, people's lives and destinies are hinged on our immediate obedience to publish Christ's message. A late gospel, I just thought about this, a late gospel is a failed gospel. You know, think about Ukraine right now. There must be Christians who are saying, I wish I told this family. I wish I told that brother. I wish I told my, my schoolmate. I wish I, I shared with them the gospel. I, I kept on saying I would tell them, I'll tell them. My shopkeeper and whoever. Let me tell you, today as we speak, that person might be dead. And there are people in Ukraine, from the church, just like our church, who are now thinking everything has turned around in one moment, in a couple of days. Let's not take for granted the time that God has given us. We are living in the last of the last days. My prayer is that God, oh, come on, we need to save life. If we obey, if we, if we give the good news on time, then we will, save, we will save our opportunity and save precious lives. Hallelujah. 65 million people die each year in the world. 178,000 every day. 7,425 each hour. 120 die every minute. Now, even if you reduce this to 100 every minute, can you think about how many people are dying? You know, 1,336, let's come close home, deaths on average are recorded in Kenya every day. 1,336. See, Moses and Aaron, Moses told Aaron, you better, it was so serious. The time, time is of essence. He says, run into the camp. Take the, uh, the, the uh, you know, put fire on the, on the, on the, on the, on the, on the, on the sensor and run into the camp because it was, uh, it was important that he be there before the judgment of God destroys many more. Oh, I'm telling you, we're living in times when we need to do both. We need to run with prayer as we meet people with an interpretation of the gospel. Can I hear a good amen? Finally, the gospel must be embraced. The gospel must be embraced. That speaks about the potency of the gospel. The power, the potency, potent. Come on, this, 
the gospel we preach is not weak. See, the Bible says without faith it is impossible to please God. Pastor Kevin ended, we've given us a point on faith. Faith is so important. Why? Because without faith we can never be saved. We can never be changed. We can never be transformed. Church, we cannot please the master unless we believe his dream and his message and his word and believe it enough to be able to stop somebody and explain to them that dream. Romans 1.16, Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. It is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jews, then to the Gentiles. Let me tell you, this is the power. It is the gospel that we preach. It must be embraced. I don't care who you are. You have to embrace it. Hearing it is not enough. You've got to receive it. You've got to embrace it. You've got to have faith and mix it with faith and say, Lord, I believe. If you say I can be saved, I can be saved. If you say I can be healed, I can be healed. If you say I can be raised up i can be raised up if you say i'll be forgiven i will be forgiven in jesus name the blind will see jesus to say go tell john the baptist the blind see the deaf hear the lame walk oh how many people oh jesus came to open the eyes we need their eyes open but how will those eyes be open when we interpret the gospel when we give them the truth they will see you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free even from blindness. Even from physical blindness. Every kind of blindness. Spiritual blindness. You know, deafness. You know, we got, Jesus came doing those things. Why? People need to see. People need to hear. That's why he started dealing with those kind of, uh, those kind of, uh, of, of issues. People need to see. People need to hear. And he dealt with them and he says, go tell John. Why? Those are very specific miracles. They are needed that people can see. That people can hear. Because if they don't hear... How will they believe? And then he says, the lame. Let me tell you, many people are lame. And their lameness is taking them to the wrong places, to bars, to drunkenness, and to all kinds of things. Prostitute dens and everything. People are living life just carelessly, not even knowing that there is an end to their life. Let me tell you something. Jesus says, he touched the man at the pool and that man was healed and he jumped into the house of God. Let me tell you, God wants us healed from our lameness. No matter your problem, come on, Jesus delivers. Let's all stand in the presence of God. Jesus delivers. Jesus heals. Jesus restores. Jesus reverses every form of deterioration through the believing and embracing of the gospel because there is power invested in it. Jesus and the word will bring advancement to your life. Progress. Like the blind man. One thing I know. One thing I know. One thing I know. I was blind. But now I can see. Your testimony is an interpretation to somebody. That's what you need to say. You know, they may not receive everything about all these scriptures I've given you. You can tell them, let me tell you what Jesus did for me. It will turn somebody around. Some of you need to, to find this power. That power is available for us. But you've got to embrace this gospel I'm preaching to you. How many of you like the power of God to touch you? The power of God. Hallelujah. If I told you that there's power somewhere, would you want to touch that power if it's good for you? Hallelujah. I think I need to take some of you outside here and strip one of the power, the cables of, uh, of KP and L. And lightning. And then, and then I tell you, touch this naked wire. 
and you'll know the truth about power. Let me tell you, Jesus was laid naked on that cross. If you can touch him, let me tell you, there is power. You've got to embrace him. You've got to make him your bread. You've got to eat him up. You've got to call him your king. You've got to call him your master because there is power in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, in Jesus' name, we come to you and we thank you that you're calling us, Lord to deal with the issue of this moment. Lord, we ask you even now, Lord, to open our eyes to the blindness, Lord, to the complacency, Lord, to the things that hinder us from, Lord, becoming the interpreters like Joseph and the interpreters like Daniel in their time, in their era, in their days, over the circumstances, over the people of their day. Lord, there are people in our day who are waiting for an interpretation of the dream of the Father. God, as sons of daughters of the kingdom, may we step out. May we go forth in faith. May we go forth understanding that there is power. Not in us, but the power is in that world. The power is in that in the dream. And as if we can lay it bare and naked to the world, they will know the power of it and be changed by it to the glory of your name. Father, visit ourselves. Visit our homes. Visit our families. And pray the cell leaders, Lord, creatively Lord are stepping out into the arena of this world together with their cell members and winning in their neighborhood. Father, we cannot just sit in church. When I see God, that we have few visitors in church every Sunday, He tells us we are not bringing. Lord, how can we bring if we are not telling? Oh God, how can we do it if we are not winning, if we are not reaching, if we are not interpreting? God, convict me. Convict us as a church that this church receive fresh fire, a revival of prayer and evangelism that is going to win not only our families, but even those who are waiting on the outside in the name of Jesus. And we thank you and we honor you for giving us that grace in Jesus' name. And everybody say amen. Can you give Jesus a hand clap of praise? Hallelujah. Interpreters of his dream. The Father's dream. Amen. I can't tell you any more than I've told you. I can only tell you, go and do likewise. Like Joseph did. Because you have the same spirit he has. Go and do likewise like Daniel did. You have been given the same spirit and power. In fact, we're in a better dispensation. We walk with the Holy Ghost. We have the Word of God. We have the Word of God in our hands. We can hide it in our hearts. We are living in better days. Yes, there is more trouble, more sin and de devastation and degradation. But Lord, there is more grace available to us. So please, don't give any excuse. Let's not give any excuse. I won't give. Let's go out there and fill this house with His glory. In Jesus' name. Can I hear a good amen? God bless you. Have a great week.